This is the Voices of Social Change podcast, brought to you by Barry University School of Social Work. Welcome to Season 2 of the Voices of Social Change podcast. I'm your host, Laura Belloconti, and I'm thrilled to be back. Season two is starting off during the middle of a pandemic and societal crisis, and I'd like to take a moment on behalf of Barry University School of Social Work and thank all of the frontline workers for the continued work during this turbulent time, as well as stand behind and applaud all of those trying to make a difference in our society. We start this new season with three Barry University students, Melody, Allison, and Yuna, who worked with the School of Social Work professor, Dr. Heidi Laporte, on an expressive arts project during the summer. Keep listening to learn about their stories and their experience with this project. Before we start, this episode was recorded via Skype while we're still physically distancing, so the audio is a little bit different. But I hope you enjoy Season 2, Episode 1 of the Voices of Social Change podcast. Welcome to the Voices of Social Change podcast. I am here with Melody, Allison, and Yuna. Welcome. Hello. Hi, everyone. Let's just go around the table and kind of present ourselves. Hello, my name is Melody Fakuri. I am a BSW student. Um, I'm, my major is social work and my minor is peace studies. And I'm really happy to be here. Hello, my name is Allison. I am in my first year of my MSW. Hello, my name is Yuna. And I'm a BMS graduate student of Barry University, and nice to see you all. Great. I'm really glad to have you guys here. Um, so you're here because you worked with Dr. Heidi Laporte, one of our faculty members for the School of Social Work during the summer. Um, care to elaborate about what you guys worked on? Yes, we had a group, and we worked and focused on a group on by the name of Cross-Cultural Connections, Drawing Out the Conversation Through Expressive Arts. It followed our TRACS program, which is through the Center for Human Rights and Social Justice. And what we did is we had six weeks of expressive arts that um, allowed us to come together in conversation and explore ancestral roots and really speak on the um, social unrest and social injustices that are um, cur- currently happening in our society and, and the world at large. So we were able to integrate the arts with um, addressing the needs of society. This was done during the summer? Yes. Through the and pandemic? You guys managed to do all of this. Okay, can you guys tell me about that? How was that situation? Because I've participated in some of the expressive arts sessions with Dr. Laporte and those were in person pre-COVID. But now, how how did that work out? Well, you know, it was, to be honest, I don't think it could have been any better of timing because um, as an MSW student myself, I really didn't have anyone that I knew or any sense of community at Barry yet. And um, we can all agree, it's been a really tough time um, with whether it's COVID, with the things that we've been seeing in this country with the racial injustice. Um, I'd say collectively as a country, we were feeling a lot of pain. So it was really nice to be able to come together and have that sense of community and grow together, reflect together and it was, yeah, it was really powerful. 
That's true. This was like the best opportunity to do that. That's great. So what brought you guys to do this? Like, why, why did you choose to take this on during the summer? Well, this program took a life of its own. Um, it really developed and um, came together in real time. It's not something that we really planned for. Um, just to uh, rewind a little bit so that we can understand how we even got to this point. Um, as a response to the killing of George Floyd and the, the social unrest and the protests that occurred after um, we had already been in the pandemic. So the country was upset and a lot of people were not feeling heard. So Barry University responded to that to offer a safe space for the students through a program known as Tracks. It's an intergroup dialogue series that allows us to go through um, a very formalized um, weekly session that focuses on um, defining and differentiating racism, stereotypes, and so forth so that the students can just make sense of everything that's happening around us. Following tracks, we then find ourselves doing this expressive arts program. And this is where Yuna Allison and I joined with Dr. Heidi Laporte and it just unfolded and the program dictated itself. So we did have a formal weekly structure, but what followed really surprised everyone. And we were able to speak about and understand the world better, understand what the needs are, what's lacking, what's working, um, and also allow art to be the medium that allowed us to fully express ourselves and kind of get through this together. Yeah, really the beautiful thing and kind of my favorite part about the experience was with everything going on, I found myself angry. I found myself very in my feelings more so than able to take a step back and really see the situation in a different light. And with expressive arts, we are really able to get to that wise mind, um, very emotionally aware and in tune with ourselves. And um, it really, the expressive arts was amazing because we all, it was kind of a meditative experience. We didn't always have a, um, a set specific thing that we were going to reflect on, but through Dr. Heidi is incredible with being able to speak you through, um, especially looking at our own ancestors and the path that we have taken to get us to where we are now. I mean, it was, it was really awesome. So did everybody here work with the Center for Human Rights and Social Justice before this? No. So I actually um, reached out to Dr. Heidi. I want to say it was right when the pandemic kind of was starting up, I was just kind of trying to find people that I could um, network with and different professors that were looking for um, maybe assistance or support um, in the following semester in the fall. And 
we ended up just kind of meeting each other. The moment Dr. Heidi and I um, started talking, we just completely hit it off and she invited me to join this group and I didn't know anyone. So I was like, heck yeah, I definitely want to do that. I want to meet some people. I, I need to process what is going on in the world because, you know, I, I'm new to Florida. Um, I moved in a pandemic. You know, we found out that school was remote after I moved. I mean, we kind of figured, but um, so yeah, I, I had not, I was not working with the center, um, but I did learn a lot about the center and looking forward to being part of tracks in this next semester. Yuna, were you part of the center before this? No, actually it was my first time to join and I had an opportunity to join short summer leadership program where I met Melody. And then after the program ended, she invited me to join dialogue group, the drawing out the conversation. And even though I am not a social worker, but I thought that um, I can participate in dialogue group on my way and learn how to fight against the uh, racial discrimination. So uh, I was first uh, hesitate to participate due to my lack of English skill, but Dr. Heidi and um, Melody and Allison really supported me and then gave me a courage to step forward. That's really great. I, I love hearing you guys' story and because all three of you came from a different background um, and reason why you want to do this. Because Melody, I, I didn't ask you directly, but I know you've worked with the center for some time now. You do many things for the center. This was one of the many. So um, why do you think even for non-social work students or non-social workers, why do you think th this kind of program, the expressive arts, is important? Well, I think, as I kind of mentioned before, being able to get to that wise mind perspective through the meditation that just comes along with doing expressive arts, you're really able to see things from a different perspective and reflect on your own privilege and your own biases and the things that exist in your own mind and it's a way to kind of process all of the pain and the hurt especially for people who are aware of what's going on um, so that's why even if you're not a social work student being able to have that safe space to be vulnerable and reflective about everything going on in the world along with the pandemic along with the black lives matter movement and everything else going on in society um, it was just a really life-changing experience, honestly. So I was afraid to face a real racial discrimination. I had to confess and fight with my own stereotype. And I didn't know where to start, but my group member opened my mind and led me. And um, I learned that racial problem is in every aspect of our lives. And I sometimes felt frustration about what is happening right now, especially Georgia Floyd. And, but I also found a hope and love from the fact that uh, there are many people to fight for justice from this program. So you felt that this helped you navigate all of those different feelings and all of those situations? Yeah, I think a lot of people feel the pain going on in this country. They're upset 
and they don't know what to do. They don't know what this next step is. They're so overwhelmed with how uncomfortable it feels and how scary it all is that they turn their head the other way. And that's why the expressive arts is so nice is because you can take that time to have a different perspective, to reflect on your own journey and kind of discover those answers for yourself and work through those feelings of fear and anger and pain, um, which I think is a huge reason why a lot of people hear about the racial injustice in this country they know about what's going on, but then they say, crap, I don't know what to do about it. And as a group, what's been really awesome is that we've been able to kind of navigate that for ourselves and figure out how do we want to lead through this? What do we want to do to lead through this? And definitely us three have found that we want to lead with love and we want to lead with passion. Um, and one of the things that we were speaking about in our last meeting was um, typically when uh, with classes and different things, there's a prerequisite and you have to have had um, a class or some sort of experience. And we were all saying that the prerequisite for tracks and for the expressive arts drawing up the conversation group is an open heart and love like what Allison was just mentioning about us wanting to lead with love. It was so important for us to uh, have this group so that we can move forward with groups like this and other similar campus events and eventually out um, into the larger sphere where we can take the, the tools from the tool belt that we've gained so far under the guidance of Dr. Laporte to just make sense of the world for others who are not understanding which way to turn or what it is that they can do so that they're operating out of love instead of fear or ignorance. During this time, did you, do you guys have any standout moments you remember that really impacted you during this whole session? I mean, where to even start, really? I feel like there have been so many things. Um, you know, I think for starters, navigating that my white privilege and a huge thing for me was, it was really beautiful because Yuna and Melody, they both knew exactly their lineage to get here, who got them to this country. And for me, I go, I just came forward and I said, at this point, we were all pretty close. It was kind of cool how quickly we got comfortable with one another, but I said, my whiteness, my privilege, I couldn't tell you my lineage. We're not super close with my family. It, it just was a very awakening moment for me. And um, I'd say that was a, a big one. What we mentioned before with leading with love, that was another huge one. And I think a big one as well is the, the whole concept of being an ally, but that it's no person's complete weight to carry or it's not going to be one person that solves everything in this country um, and that there are areas where um, someone like me who is white can be an ally but it's not like I am going to be the person that can save the black community you know like that's never the way to go about it so just the importance I guess of being an ally for the black community being an ally for BIPOC just in general um, 
and showing my love to them is just the most important thing, I guess, that I kind of took away. Um, also, um, Dr. Rapport brought all kinds of ways to think about our intention. Uh, we brought several objects, like uh, last time we brought the leaf and to approach our intention um, in different ways. Sometimes we listen to music, we mediate and express how we feel in the drawings. We wrote journals and we share our thoughts with each other. I was able to express sympathy and learn how to talk about racial prejudice without harming anyone. And after the meetings, I really do have a faith that I have a power to change someone's thought regarding to Black Lives Matter. Even though I am an Asian, like I learned that race is not really matter. The color of eye and the color of skin really does, don't matter. And I think this is the most important thing I've learned from past few weeks. Um, I feel, I share that it's really hard to, there's so many takeaways, it's hard to choose one, but I will go with silence. Um, we had moments where we focused on movement and it's incredible how movement and um, visual art speaks volumes and more than words. And it captures and evokes emotions that are words just, you can't find words to match it. So we had these moments during the group where we would, or demonstrate a movement, which was really speaking on how we're feeling. And then we would repeat it. It was just so much more powerful than words could ever express, as well as sharing um, the art that we produce. Um, it's, it's really incredible, the power of listening and the power of silence. That was really powerful. And I'm really glad that you guys had the opportunity to experience that and help others um, through their situations. Um, is there anything you guys want to leave the listeners with? We would like to share that this program really speaks volumes and it's something that is beautiful and what happens on one Saturday um, is unique to that day um, and that's true for every meeting that occurs. I would like to share two quotes that we use for this group. Um, the first is, the power is in the process. So you can leave everything behind, all your worries, um, anything that has you thinking that you, some people will say, oh, I'm not good at art. And it's not about what's produced. It's all about how it's produced and where it's coming from. And the other thing that we want to share is that vulnerability takes courage. It's really important for us to recognize that being vulnerable is not a weakness, but a strength. That's powerful. And it's very, very true. I want to thank you guys for joining me today for this recording. I know you guys are busy bodies. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the Voices of Social Change podcast. To stay up to date with all of our events, news, continuing education certificate programs, and webinars, visit barry.edu forward slash social work or follow us on social media at barryussw on Instagram and Barry University School of Social Work on Facebook. We'll see you on the next episode. Stay safe.